And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm delighted to be joined on this podcast by the Mead PRO, Kieran Flynn. Kieran, thanks for coming on to the show with us. That's a pleasure to be here, thanks for having me on. And uh, myself and Kieran are sitting here in the press box in Park Tolchin uh, on a lovely Monday evening. Um, okay, and the weather is not the best, but it's great to be at the home of football in Mead, isn't it, Kieran? Oh, and don't forget the home of Hurland too. Because <laughs> Trim always trying to claim yeah, that. Of course, yeah, Mead Hurland and Mead football. <laughs> but uh, the pitch looking immaculate as always out there. And funnily enough, Kieran, I was uh, talking to somebody at a match last week. I was in Brewster Park um, at a minor match and uh, in Fermanagh and one of the media lads uh, asked me about my jersey or well my, my, my hoodie here that I'm wearing at the moment he uh, he says what club is that and I said oh it's Simonson and Gales in Navin and he said the home of the best surface in the country um, and this was a this was a guy um, who's been all over the country uh, reporting on, on, on football and hurling and he reckons that the best surface in the country is here in Park Tolton. I would say yeah from being at nearly all the county grounds in the country for if you just want, if you ask any players, forget surroundings or stadium or whatever, if you ask them what's the best playing surface, Part is definitely in the top two or three. Yeah, it is. Even when they say go to Crow Park, they seem to be slipping and sliding and that. They don't seem to do that as much in Part No, it's 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 a, it's a it's a pitch that like you know has really it's developed so well as as a football pitch. You know, okay, and we all know that the stand needs a bit of work and and, and behind the the goals at each end and maybe the terrace and that's all in the pipeline and, and there's going to be fundraisers of which we'll be talking yeah. about a little bit later on but that's uh, uh, one of the things we will be talking about uh, on the show this evening we're going to be previewing the Leinster quarter-final clash between uh, Mead and Longford we'll have a quick look over the Mead club championship scene and how it stands at the moment how the tables stand after two rounds in April we'll um, we'll have a quick chat as well about the John West Fela Pelnanog the launch is taking place this week we'll have a look at the upcoming Mead fundraisers which I already alluded to and we'll uh, talk about the Mead Hurlers in the Joe McDonough Cup and the upcoming fixtures for the Mead Miners uh, in both hurling and football the footballers getting off to a great start with a, uh, a 13 point win over near neighbours West Mead but we'll, I suppose we'll start off with the, the big game Mead and Longford it's taking place Sunday the 27th that's this Sunday 3pm in Glennon Brothers Pierce Park in Longford um, you know it's going to be a, a tough game going down uh, to Longford Longford, Kieran. We saw what Longford are like already this year when we played them in the O'Byrne Cup here in Park Tolchin. They just don't go away, and they're big physical men. Absolutely, like uh, Michael Quinn for me stood out that big day a lot. Like he kind of he played kind of left half back. And he seemed to get up and down the field an awful lot. And if Anthony, um, he made life for our half forwards very difficult. <laughs> the, the half forwards seemed to be tracking them the whole time going back the field, and it made us very hard to get kind of a pace to our game. 
we seemed to be kind of frantically trying to get up the field as quickly as possible and then all of a sudden we were met by this blanket defence yeah. we just got very frustrated and as you know it went to a draw and it kept a draw again and it finally had to be finished off in the dark it had to but, be finished and, yeah. uh, and uh, you, that day I remember it well um, we had been five points up going close to full time Longford came back showed their resolve and their steel then five points up again or four points up going, going into the final moments of uh, uh, the extra time mm-hmm. and Longford came back and then as you said it got a little bit dark here on Park yeah. Dodge and we weren't able to play the second um, bit of extra time so yeah, phase two went, was off that day phase two yeah, was yeah. off that day went to the free taking competition and just before the free taking competition what was the song that you played over yeah, the well, television? I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. I saw him Crow Park there last year, the year before, and I made sure I played Dancing in the Dark. So <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, Fergal Lynch and the Mead Chronicle put it up as uh, Dancing in the Park as his headline <laughs> the next day. So I thought it was a bit, a bit clever just for the crack. It was indeed. It was a great play on words. But uh, uh, bringing it back to Longford, I suppose, and that was, you know, you, hopefully you won't get a chance to. to, no. to there's to, extra time, obviously, on Sunday. There is but, extra time on but, Sunday, but and, and the game has to be. They're not finishing on the day, just extra time. Just Leinster released a statement on that just to make sure that because everyone kind of thought this year it's finished everything on the day but it's extra time and then a replay and then a replay yeah so extra time excellent and as well as that I suppose uh, being the PRO you've been busy you've been mm. trying to get uh, all the information out about this game and I suppose tickets yeah. will be the next thing to talk about well, massive. even on our website our Facebook Twitter and Instagram we've been publishing details of us and if anyone that wants to buy a ticket the the three main areas to go to is if you go online at meadga.tickets.e, you can buy your ticket online. You can also here in Navan go down to Jack Kiernan's shop on Trimgate Street, a great supporter of MeadGA. And then, of course, the Super Value and Centra stores, you can get your ticket. So it's advisable to get your ticket because you can get the, the five euro back for the senior season all in advance and all that. It's just handier for you. And, yeah, and, and, and there is that yeah. discount if you, get, yeah. if you buy your ticket yeah. before going to the game. It's just advisable. And thankfully, I know some people uh, were lamenting a bit. They, they bought their tickets early for some of the, the Cavan game and the Westmead game, but hopefully we won't have any weather issues. <laughs> yeah. We can hopefully, I, I think we can put our hand up and say that it's not going to be rained out at the weekend. So. Yeah, I don't think so. And even yeah. if there is a load of rain, I think the pitch in uh, Longford will be yeah, still Yeah, it's a good playable. field. And they've, they've come out as well and said that the game's definitely on. There's no problem with the stand and all. That was a, that was a worry. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, because the, the, there was an issue with the stand. There was uh, the, the stand was I think sinking on one side yeah. and they had to get they had to get it pile drived and whatever. So that's all done. The game yeah. is going ahead. Yeah, they've in, made a statement and it's going ahead. It's going ahead in Glen Brothers Pierce Park and and it's a it's a wonderful uh, little uh, stadium as well because they have a. a, a, a not a terrace, they've got a stand that wraps around three quarters of the, or two thirds of the pitch. It goes from one corner of the pitch right the way around nearly to the other goalposts. And uh, it really makes for a really good atmosphere. I've played there a couple of times and I've been in it uh, on a few occasions and uh, it really is going to be a, a, a great day. And hopefully if the Mead supporters get down and support this team, we'll be, uh, we'll be on a winning note as well here. Absolutely. Uh, I've always been an advocate for the, the smaller grounds, especially in the early parts of the Championship, are the place to play these games. I know everyone likes the trip up to Crow Park, but like I know, like for example, watching the Sunday game last night, uh, Wexford in the Hurling, like Wexford Park was jammers and the atmosphere was frantic and like it was fever pace and it was like every time the ball was hit, there was roaring and balling. And then you see some of the bigger grounds hosting games and empty terraces like Limerick and Clare in football and it just... Just disappear, like just disappears yeah. the atmosphere, and it's like yeah. a training match. So you want small venues that are packed with people who want to be there and cheering on their team. And Glenn and Brothers Pierce Park is a very good example of that. It is indeed. It'll be jammers, hopefully, of Mead fans hoping they're supporting the lads. 
fingers crossed we'll have a great mead contingent and just as you mentioned uh, Crow Park the I suppose the carrot that's on offer for both Longford and Mead is a semi-final spot against more than likely Dublin who are taking on Wicklow in the other quarter final and that will take place two weeks later and uh, Andy McEntee I caught up with him uh, during the week and he was under new illusions about this game and wasn't looking any further than playing Longford next Sunday joined now by Andy McIndee, the Mead manager. We're here in Dunboyne Castle Hotel in, uh, in Dunboyne County Mead. And I suppose, Andy, as you walk in to Dunboyne Castle Hotel, you know, you've got that lovely statue of, uh, the, the I suppose, the Messiah when yeah. it comes to Mead football at Sean Boylan. And it just, it's it's the right thing to be seen as we approach championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at, uh, I think Sean is kind of synonymous with, with the successful years of Mead. And uh, he was... You know, so responsible for turning the fortunes around. Uh, uh, I think everybody likes to see. He puts he puts a bounce. He still puts a bounce, even if it's only a statue of him. He still puts a bounce in everybody's step. Yeah, it's it's kind of like he's he's made it harder for for managers anyway. Definitely in Mead, and uh, and I suppose looking towards the the Leinster Championship or playing Longford um, in in a week and a half uh, up in in Longford and. How is the team been preparing for this game? I know last weekend was a good weekend for Mead, beating Westmead in the O'Byrne Cup final, and, and you got to see and put out a good, strong team against Westmead. Yeah, I suppose the timing of, of that game was, you know, <laughs> we're getting a little bit fed up it being called off, but I mean, the timing of it probably worked out okay. Uh, we had we had another couple of games planned, but uh, the the new rules and Jay say we can't play uh, challenge matches at the weekends anymore, so. Uh, that one of the games against Tip was pulled, so it was important that we got a run out against against Westmead, uh, and you know I think everybody you can train all you like, but everybody wants to be playing games, you know, and uh, it was a, a reasonable a reasonable performance. We we should, there were some good bits to it and some bits that we need to improve on. And I suppose looking at it as well, like uh, you know, everybody was saying that maybe the timing of it wasn't ideal, but. You would have been playing um, uh, 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 challenge matches, yeah. but this one had a little bit more edge to it because it was a competitive game. It was an Oberon Cup final, so that's great preparation going into the Leinster Championship. Sure, yeah. I mean, the way it turned out, you know, two weeks beforehand, uh, we didn't pick up uh, any injuries from it. Uh, it was a competitive out, and as you say, there was a little bit of an edge to it. There was, there was a crowd there, so it's as close as you're going to get to, to trying to replicate the uh, the conditions that you're you're going to face in. Uh, in 10 days' time. Yeah, and looking forward to 10 days' time. And we've said it about the, the Westmead game as well, but before the Westmead game, since the last game in the league, we finished off the league relatively well with the two wins that we needed. Um, and then you you beat, obviously, Westmead in the O'Byrne Cup. So that's the back of three wins. But there's been a few abscondees, none more so than, I suppose, my own club men, three club men from Simonstown. But has that hampered the preparations at all? Because there was a few more lads on top of that hampered the preparations for this championship. No, not really. Not really. I think everybody, uh, as I said before, everybody who is there wants to be there. So the appetite and the, and, and the attitude in, in, in training has been fantastic. Uh, they put in put in three uh, pretty tough weeks. Uh, and as I said, I, I, I couldn't ask any more from them. So, you know, uh, the guys that are there 
want to be there uh, and they're prepared to uh, roll up their sleeves and do the work and hopefully we'll uh, they'll get their rewards you know yeah, you can't ask any more I suppose of the lads than that and uh, like looking at the championship I suppose itself this year like realistically what are the hopes for Mead uh, if you win this game you come up against a you know formidable side in Dublin so is it a case of you know go as far as you can in the championship and then look towards Super 8 Oh, we would have said at the start of the year that we wanted to get into Division 1 of the league and we wanted to make the Super 8s. Uh, one of those is gone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I suppose the next the next uh, milestone for us would be to reach the Super 8. So however way we do that, uh, probably doesn't matter. Uh, it would, uh, I think everybody would like to, to, to do it the most direct route as possible. But uh, if that's not the case, that's not the case. Yeah, I suppose it, it, exactly. The one one way is longer than the other, but they both have the same end result as getting into the Super Eights. And it, you know, you never know. You might, if you get over Longford, you could catch Dublin on an off day, maybe. Ah, oh, look. I mean, sport is sport. I mean, uh, our, our, we'd be we'd be foolish in the extreme to to look past the Longford game. Uh, the prize for winning the Longford game is playing Dublin in Croke Park. I would have thought everybody would like to be uh, playing Dublin and Croke Park, playing the best team in the country on the biggest stage possible. So that's that's a prize worth uh, worth playing for. I'm sure Longford are saying the exact same thing, uh, and our focus is is on that game. Whatever happens after that, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and I suppose come bringing it back to Longford. Then um, we saw them in the Oberon Cup already this year. They finished third in Division Three, uh, just behind Fermanagh and uh, Armagh. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Um, you know, so and in the Oberon Cup this year, they just never went away. You know, and they're a good, tough, physical side. Yeah, you could see. You could see physically they were in very good condition. And Dennis has them in, uh, you know, very well organised, and they know exactly what their what their game plan is. Uh, and as you say, there was two or three occasions where it would have been easy for them, especially in a in a, in a tournament like the O'Byrne Cup, where it's not everybody's priority. Very easy for them to to pack up and go home, but uh, they never went away. <laughs> I give people a little bit of extra excitement, but at the same time, uh, you can see that that they have something. Uh, and they have a lot of good ball players. I mean, there's no doubt that they have a lot of good ball players. They have some, some very accurate forwards, some powerful men at the back, uh, and uh, you know, they've got a number of of, of uh, really good results down there in Longford over the years. And we have a lot of work to do if we're going to come out of there uh, alive. Yeah, and and just you were saying about their their squad and, and looking back at your own squad, have you had any injury concerns going into the preparations over the next couple of weeks? No, no, no. We're uh, touch wood. We have we have everybody coming back the other way now. And we, we there was a while there we had a, we had a number of fellas out with uh, with bits and pieces. Uh, but as as it stands, we've we've more fellas coming back, and uh, we're we're uh, we have no excuses. We have everybody we want to have. Looking, uh, I suppose, just uh, again back to the, towards the Super Eights. Having looked at the results so far in the uh, All Ireland series, you know, last weekend, I suppose one that stood out was Dun- uh, was Donegal, who played uh, Cavan, and they really did give uh, Cavan a good uh, trimming. Donegal coming re- relegated from Division One this year, Cavan promoted to Division One from Division Two after their exploits. Is there a massive gulf between the Division One and Division Two, and and is it going to is that going to I suppose make it harder to get into that Super Eights? Oh, there's no doubt it's going to be really hard. I mean, I think I think Cavan 
probably a little bit unfortunate in all fairness that they had a lot of a lot of key guys injured for for uh, for the game on Sunday. Playing up in Bally Buffet, Donegal haven't been beaten in Bally Buffet since what mm. 2011 or 12 or something like that. Uh, it's not an easy place to go. Donegal lost most of their games in Division One very narrowly, uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, you know, championship is championship. Uh, I don't think anybody would fancy you know no matter what division in Division One or Division Two or Division Three would fancy going up to Bally Buffet to play that Donegal team. They're a, they're a pretty strong outfit, and as I say, I think Cavan were were missing a couple of key players. Uh, so I look at the, there's no doubt that, that that there is there seems to be a gulf between the haves and the have-nots. Uh, but as I say, sport is sport, and any given day you can get any one or any one of three results. Yeah, you so, can indeed. And I suppose lastly, um, looking at uh, your again back to to me. And um, I suppose this Longford game, you look at last year's championship, losing to Kildare um, and going out beating Sligo and then losing to Donegal, that Donegal team we're just talking about, and losing by a point to them in Navan on a game that really was on a knife edge and a game that Mead could have won. You know, obviously I'm, I'm sure that you've the Mead team themselves have learned from their mistakes from last year and will be gunning for this Super 8s. Oh, look at that. I'd like to think everybody. I mean, it's all about playing games. I mean, the, the thing about the Super 8s is that you get an extra, you get an extra three games regardless of what happens. And mm-hmm. uh, I did feel at the end of last year, if we had a little bit of good fortune on the day and got over Donegal, an extra game or possibly an extra two games would have done us the world of good. Would have done this group and the, and the team and everybody would have done the world of good. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I suppose I'm, I've never been the huge fan of the Super 8s. I felt, I feel, you know, after year one in particular, the teams that get in there are at a huge advantage going into year two yeah. and year three and year four. So instead of, yeah, okay, you might get, some teams might get a few extra games, but I suspect the gap is going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hence the importance of getting getting into the Super 8s this year. So I'm sure, I'm sure other counties and other managers feel the same way as I do and, We'll uh, we'll be doing our utmost to to make sure we're we're in the mix when it comes to it. Yeah, so Kieran, that was Andy McAdee, as you can hear from him. We, we had a good, good old chat there. He spoke a lot, as you could hear, about um, you know the abscondees from the team, um, you know the the injury, uh, the injury concerns that they've had that are gone now, and everybody seems to be of a clean bill of health. They've got players back in the squad, and you know he, he he's he's being realistic about things. He's looking at it. He's saying, yes, we want to beat Longford and we want to get to play hopefully Dublin in a, in a semi final, a Leinster semi final, but his main goal is to get to that Super 8s you need to be in the Super 8s this year Absolutely and I think you're, you're right we're more than likely to play Dublin I, I'd love to see Wicklow do an upset maybe like Carlo rattle them earlier on Is it, maybe it's a shame it's not a knock room, but that's a that different conversation <laughs> but, A bit like the club championship where uh, Ratnew knocked out the Dublin yeah, champions the Vincent's, Vincent's this it, year It's so. possible so we wish them all the best Look, it'd be, it'd be great to play either team yeah. like, we want to beat Longford and that's our goal yeah. Like as you said to be under no illusions that this is not a gimme. There's me. Me team or management are not going up there thinking, "Oh, this is a step over." Like we're not going to walk through them. So they're going up with a with a determined attitude. They want to produce the best football they can. They've been putting everything into the O'Byrne Cup, the league. They're really prepared for it. They want to beat Longford. Then they want to play Dublin, and they want to more than give a great account of themselves. Like like Andy McIntyre when he came in said he wants to 
He wants to beat Dublin. He wants to win things. It mightn't happen this year, but his goal is to do that. Yeah. And his attitude is very positive and he wants to do these things. And again, if, if we don't beat Dublin or we do beat Dublin at that stage, the Super 8's is the goal and I think we have the ability to get there. And when you get that stage of the Championship, it's, it's like you see in many in the Mead Championships, certain teams get to certain stages of the Championship and they come with different units, different yeah, outfit. Absolutely. But we hope that we can get that stage where we're feared again and we want to be up there. Yeah. But it says we're taking every step as it comes and there's no kind of grandeur like the lads don't think they're superstars. They want to get up there by merit, win the games and produce the best football that the Mead team can. Like. Yeah, and just as you mentioned the Mead team, I uh, got a chance to speak to Donal Lenehan in the Dunboyne Castle Hotel. Interestingly enough, there's a statue of Sean Boylan just outside the door of uh, the, the hotel, which made it really, really nostalgic when we were talking up there. But here's Donal Lenehan speaking about his hopes and aspirations for the Mead team this year. I'm joined there by uh, Mead forward Donal Lenehan. Donal huge match coming up for Mead in a couple of weeks down in Longford and uh, I suppose you, you're in a fine vein of form at the moment after the O'Byrne Cup final against Westmead 2-8 uh, for yourself in that game so uh, I presume that you'd be hoping for a starting berth <laughs> <laughs> I hope so I hope so yeah um, you can't take anything for granted but yeah no I, I definitely will be hope so um, confidence I suppose after the game at the weekend would be would be good at the moment so hopefully just continue that on going into the Longford game Yeah looking at your year uh, as a whole you've really you know as the year has come a lot has gone along you've really started to get uh, get to grips with that full forward position and you're really really enjoying your football at the moment you can see it Yeah I suppose I had a bit of an operation there back in November and that kind of fitness levels just getting that back up and kind of probably wasn't back running until kind of January and kind of had a bit of another setback with the knee during the league so yeah. gradually getting the fitness levels back up throughout the league was good and I suppose towards the last three or four games of the league kind of form started started to come so it was you no know, it was good yeah you're really starting to peak and you had a great game against Simonson as well a few weeks ago in the championship in April but sure April is well behind us at this <laughs> stage so it is um and looking forward to this game you, you you would have seen Longford earlier this year you would have been there the day they played Mead in uh, the O'Byrne Cup and you know one thing that they're going to bring is a lot of physicality to this game a lot of physicality they've they've quite a few number of big men around the pitch and not only that they can they can play for they can play football as well so um, no, it is going to be definitely a physical test from the, from the get-go on Sunday week. Yeah, and like there's a huge carrot at the end of it as well. A chance to play in headquarters, Crow Park, against the best team in the country for the last five years, Dublin. And, you know, that has to really, uh, I suppose, drive you forward as well. Yeah, I suppose that, that's, that element alone motivates players, but... Um, that's that's where you want to be playing at the end of the day against against the big teams like Dublin and Crow Park. Um, we have a big test on Sunday week to get over first, so unfortunately we can't think ahead like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that is that's where that's where players want to play in Crow Park against against the All Ireland champions. Yeah, and, and and I know you can't look past a game, and and Longford is the is is the next one up. But of course, you know that there has to be a little bit of a drive as well and a want, as you said, to play against pit yourself against the best players in the country. Yeah, and that's that's what you put the work in. You go back, you go back training with the the county in the winters in the slog and putting the hard yards in throughout the league. And you, you that's what you you want to get to Crow Park on the big days, whether it be Leinster final, All Ireland semi final finals, Leinster semi final against the Dubs, whatever it may be. You want to be 
pitting yourself against against those teams on the big days and yeah that's what you, that's what you do it for and and you, you, you struck something there now with me is that you know saying about the hard days during the winter and the whole lot and no different to any other team in the country so like what is it that's going to set you apart from Longford uh, in a couple of weeks time because I'm sure they'll have done pretty much the same work done their gym work done their sessions and the whole lot so is it a hunger or, or what is it that's going to get you over the line against Longford yeah I suppose it is it's a hunger and desire to win on the day um, putting in the work on the day you, you can put in all the hard yards in, in November December all you like but if, if you don't if you don't run and make the runs and put in the tackles on the day it's, it counts for nothing so you have to put all that hard work into the performance um, on the big day yeah, and and doing it on the big stage is it's it's the All Ireland series, and I suppose it's all right doing it in the league or the Auburn Cup, for instance, or whatever. Yeah. But as you said, doing it on the big day against Longford in the Leinster Championship. Yeah, absolutely, <coughs> absolutely. Um, performance last our performance last week was very good at Westmead, but we have to back that up again next week. There's no there's no point putting in good performance like that if you're if you're not going to back it up. And I suppose our last couple of performance in the league were. We had, we done. We got the two wins that we needed. So we've a bit of confidence going into the game, but we have to we have to bring that in into the long for the game as well. Yeah, and you brought it up there as well. Like the last three competitive games that Mead played, two in the league and the O'Byrne Cup final, you you needed to win your two games. So they were pressure games in that league in Division Two. You had to win both of them to stay in Division Two, and you get the O'Byrne Cup game out of the way as well. So. Three uh, competitive wins in a row. That has to boost confidence as well. Yeah, it it definitely does. Um, I suppose the down game first was there was massive pressure going into that game. If you if you drew or lost that game, you were you were down to Division Three. So it was a must win. So we got a great performance that day, and that kind of led us on confidence going into the loud game, which is another tough one. And then kind of bit of a break, but we've we've managed to build up fitness levels again and work on things that we need to work on and then it kind of showed against Westmead last week that our, our performance is, is where they need to be but they're probably going to have to be better again on, on Sunday week. Yeah, and, and you spoke about preparation as well. Um, we were meeting here in Dunboyne Castle, you were down in Dunboyne GAA Club but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how are you going to prepare over the next couple of weeks because I know you wa- you're after walking down from Dunboyne uh, GAA pitch to the castle here. So um, uh, what what will be your own personal preparation? Have, I, have you any uh, little quirks or anything that you do in the lead up to games? Not really, I suppose... Um, I suppose your nutrition is always is always got to be good going up, especially a couple of weeks leading up to championship. Your hydration, your nutrition has got to be good. But so as any bit of free time I get as a free taker, it's it's kind of practicing and getting getting your eye on the goal as as much as possible. Because on the big day when the legs are tired, you've got to you've got to be confident in your in your kicking ability. So that's I suppose something I'll be working on a bit extra than the training that we're doing. So. Yeah, just trying to get them as many free kicks as, and shooting as, as accurate as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and as a forward, yeah, that's what we want. And it's great to hear the jar out practicing your freeze and whatever when you're on your own. Um, the, the rest of the lads, how, how are they all feeling about it? You, you're, you're quite relaxed, I have to say, which is good. Yeah, good. Lads, I suppose it's it's a great time. I suppose the weather's picking up and lads, it's, this is this is the real time. Lads look forward to playing playing football throughout the year. So if you're not happier in these time of years, just there's no point. I suppose there's no point really playing it. Um, leading up to a big championship game next next Sunday, it's it's where you want to be, and um, you've got to be you've got to be happy going into it and in good form going into it. And I suppose lads are lads are confident as well. 
which is good. Have you ever played then in the, the pitch in Longford before? I actually haven't. Um, no, I've never. I've never played there. So, yeah, it's it's it'll be new surroundings. But I suppose if it pitches the pitch at the end of the day, so you just gotta you just gotta do the business on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a narrow pitch with a slight hill from left to right as you look out or look out onto it. But there's a, uh, a stadium that wraps around behind the goals as well, so there's a great atmosphere uh, at the pitch. So uh, it should make for an exciting day for for Mead supporters and the Mead players. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's I don't know if it's, I think capacity is only about seven or eight thousand. So I'm sure it'll be close to sell out, um, and there'll be good Mead travelling support down there as well. So. Which will be good on today, but Longford will have their backing as well. So um, it, it'll make for a great atmosphere. It really will. Like. Yeah, so that was Don Lennon. Very relaxed. Um, he, he was unbelievably relaxed. He was there in a pair of shorts and a pair of runners. And he was after walking up from the Dunboyne GA pitch to meet me. And, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, again, similar to um, Andy McEntee. Under no illusions about what, uh, what to expect against Longford. Longford have done very well this year. They ended up third in Division 3 behind uh, Fermanagh and Armagh. Um, and it was only the last day, I think it was, that Fermanagh beat Longford to go two points ahead of them and, and, and take that um, uh, vital second position to go up into Division 2. So Longford were pushing for Division uh, uh, 2 this year. Mead mm-hmm. had went to the last game of the season to stay up in Division 2. So, you know, there's not going to be much between them the, when it comes to the game next Sunday. Absolutely. And I remember I saw a few of the, the Longford games and the highlights in the Alliance, the League Sunday. And... Uh, the manager was lamenting some referees' decisions, and they said they were very near misses, and they could have won more. So it's, they're probably very unfortunate they didn't get to Division Two. I know maybe from some of our lads, we we left a lot of games behind us in the league, and just sometimes didn't play to our full potential, which was disappointing. But I think hopefully in the World Cup final of the day, a lot of lads clicked and produced great football. I know maybe Westmead were missing some of their players, and it still is only a burn cup, but like a lot of teams are out in the championship, so that was our kind of it was better than any challenge match to be yeah. in a in a packed Mullingar, and it was. Uh, it was just some great football we played. Like some people give the team a lot of stick maybe for trying to be behind the ball in that. But I thought they came out a bit more the last day, kicked the ball direct into Donald, who you were talking to. And Donald seemed very calm and just kicked the scores of the day. There was no real kind of uh, messing. There was just got the ball in, kick it over the bar, kind of traditional football. That was one of the things they yeah. said to him as well, is that, you know, uh, they look a better unit when mm. he's playing at full forward. Obviously, he was carrying injuries at the start of the yeah. year. It took him a while to get back in, but yeah. since he's got back in there, in that full forward position, you know, he's he's holding that full forward position, which is great to see, because we do have a lot of similar forwards on the team who like to come out the field, whereas Donald knows, I'm a full forward, I'm yeah. going to stay in there and I'm going to hold the position and give the lads out the field an outlet. Absolutely, and I think another wonderful part of his game is his free taking, which yeah, is very good of the day. Exactly. So it puts a lot of stress on a full back or corner back when you know you have a hold of his jersey and you don't want to get caught. And you're yeah. trying to hold on to him and just kind of like he's trying to break free, and when he does break free, he's causing damage. Yeah. And if they do foul him, he puts the ball over the bar. What was it two eight or three eight? He scored against yeah, it was, the it was high, last week. Yeah, I think he had two, he had two five at half time. I think something like that. It was very yeah. high. He got and it was all like there was nothing like super special about it. He just played the game. The balls came to him. Like his teammate support played, like James McIntyre played very well the other day. And to be honest, you couldn't you couldn't fault really anyone for lack of effort, which I think on our medium, thankfully everyone puts in a good shift. Like, but they just tried and they pushed themselves forward and kind of come out of their shell a bit, rather than kind of sometimes they're accused maybe of being a bit lethargic and trying to build up slowly. While this time we just kind of went for them. Yeah. And if we can bring that kind of pace and ferocity to Longford, I think we will have enough. If they've got good players. Don't worry, you said they're coming up from Division yeah. Three. Like that's their plan for next year already. As well as doing well in Leinster, and hopefully they want to get to Super Eights as well. Like, and 
like we have a chance. We want to beat them. They want to beat us. And that's what championship football is all about, isn't it? Yeah. Two teams giving their best. That's it. And that's what we're hoping for a sunny day in Longford. And so if we win by one point or win by 40, I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's championship football. It's championship football, exactly. One and, point and will do us. A, a one point or ten point victory yeah. is the exact same. You're only going on to the next yeah. round. So we do wish uh, Donald Lenehan, Andy McIntyre, and the whole Mead team and the management team and the whole backroom staff the best luck in Glennon Brothers, Pierce Park, Longford next Sunday. That's this Sunday coming, the 27th. It's at 3 p.m. And don't forget, as Kieran has already said, get out, get your tickets early. You do get the discount for buying your tickets early and uh, get behind this Mead team and hopefully this can be a, a good year for the boys in green and uh, you know uh, it'll be great as well to be setting up a, a semi-final spot against Dublin in uh, Crow Park so we're going to move on now anyway and we're going to have a quick look over the Mead uh, club championship scene as it stands now after two rounds we're looking at the senior football championship first and in uh, group A Dunboyne have two from two Ashburn have two from two and then Simonson and Central Sound have won one each out of their two games sitting at the bottom of the table is Blackhall Gales just above them is Dunshockland so no real surprises in there in that one uh, Kieran. when you look at that um, uh, table you know you would have expected Dunboyne uh, Dunhamore Ashburn to be at the top of the table at this stage yeah well if you're not like if you're following the trends obviously as you had the last few years in, in football and mead like all the juvenile success has probably transitioned from kind of we'll say like the Navin kind of area which was traditionally like Screen, Walterson, Sanchison or Matney, Simonson it's kind of drifted over to that East Mead section there was St Peter's and Boyne, Dunhamore, Ashburn, Dunshockland and Cullum Gills yeah. that's where all our kind of our, a lot of our footballers have been produced the high population areas like Dunboyne last year like they left it behind them against Simonson Gales. Like, you know yourself, you know, like. Don't be silly. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, well, maybe they're A game is never over when you're 11 points no, at the half time. Like a, like a good horse was just cantering away, just getting yeah. ready. Like. You have to remember it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, well, maybe, hopefully this year, maybe. I know they, they were playing. I ended up, uh, my many roles, but I was doing linesman. I ended up being linesman at the last minute up in, in Dunham Rashburn there for the game with St. Peter's and Boyne and Blackhall. And right. Blackhall gave them a, kind of a tour of the game. They, they gave kept them a good run. But at the same time, St. Peter showed a lot of class and that's like Robbie McCarthy and Lenehan and a few lads. And yeah. Just even like the likes of County Bear like Shane McEntee just, just, just stood up a tiny bit and to be counted and they just produced good football. Like, and I think they'll be very hard bet. And I know Dunmore Ashburn will probably have a say with that, but as I said, you see from their results, like they bet Blackhall themselves, but they nearly were bet by Central on the first day. That's right, yeah. And there's nothing guaranteed in the football championship this year. Like Some great teams in it, like everyone will kind of predict maybe the one or two weak teams in every group, but you know, with our structures, like a lot of teams are going to get out. It's going to get the knockout football, and then that's when the real fun will start. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, the championship really does only start when it gets into knockout. You know, the first two games, while they are important, you you, you still can come back in your last three games yeah. and get qualified. But uh, just a word for 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 your own club, Centralstown. Um, you know, uh, you've uh, Oshin. Ushi McConville in training uh, the team with Damien Sheridan and uh, from all from from all reports that I've heard now he's uh, he's doing a great job Ushin and uh, he's well respected well he, he's well respected throughout the country but the lads are enjoying having him in there. Yeah, well, Ushin, it was only the lads and Brian Kelly tell you with the minor board secretary now he, he said like there's a lot of good work going on behind the scenes and uh, he seems to be, I know like Ushi McConville's done a lot of good work with DKT in the yeah. Trench Cup and he got them up to Sigerson this year and from actually talking to him at them competitions myself personally he seems to be very much interested and he seems to be very good 
you're an ex-Centristown man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and that's why I'm talking to you about Oshie McConville. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, he's he's come in there and, you know, he's a quite a high-profile player throughout the country to have he, in, in, he, in he's Centristown. Brilliant. Like you, said, you know yourself, with, like, the legacy there, Damien Sheridan Sr., from 2007 when they won it first and then 2009, you said about championship football, like, the Centristown, I think both times... Uh, especially the second time when I was involved in the team in 2009, we only got through in the score difference in the last day. So it really kind of shows you about championship that it only gets going. But as I said, from Oshin McConville, like, he's a serious operator. Like Cross McLean Rangers have probably the biggest pedigree in the country, especially yeah. probably the biggest reputation. And if, probably, if you've seen that documentary on the BBC about uh-huh. them, like, there's so much like uh, history in the club. And we played, we played college football there myself up to a matter day. And they just really love their club and their pride in every aspect of it. So just an Oshin, it resonates when he... He talks to players that he really has a kind of a whole heart interest in Gaelic games. Yeah, like he's not just kind of floating around. Kind of some managers and trainers get kind of tarnished with the mercenary role that they're going around collecting paychecks, like with their expenses. But I think Oshin seems to have a genuine interest in Central Sound doing well. Yeah, and I think does. from and I know Joe Sheridan came back for the last game. He was back for wedding and. And he, he played, and it's no harm having him back in the squad. Like he's well, I was talking, I was talking yeah. to Oshin myself, yeah. and Oshin reckons that he will be back yeah. for the next round of the championship. Joe as well. loves football so, too much not uh, to be Joe there. Joe loves the football, he loves mead football, he loves his club, and uh, I'm sure he will be back. So we'll just move it on then to Group B. Um, O'Matney's, uh, you know, the Kingpins for for so long, Kingpins of mead football for so long, kind of went off the radar there for the last few years. Back top of the table in their group at the minute with a win and a draw um, followed by Gail Column Kill Screen Summerhill and Nafina with Curragh with one draw that draw coming against uh, Navin O'Matneys but looking at that table there you know there's nothing between them but it is good to see Navin O'Matneys under the stewardship of Kevin Riley, one of their own uh, back uh, you know competing at, at senior level in, in, in Mead I, said, I was talking to Kevin Riley. we had a training day for the teaching and uh, we were just there in the Navan Education Centre and we were, just, we were at the break and I got a good chat with him for about half an hour about kind of football and how he was feeling about the role and he said he obviously he misses the kind of the playing aspect yeah. but he's taken a real interest in it and from watching him on the sideline he's a really calm demeanour there was no kind of ranting and raving like you know yourself you've seen coaches and maybe you've had coaches like that at juvenile level with the roaring a ball and kicking every ball but Kevin's kind of bringing a very kind of uh, thoughtful and kind of uh, prepared kind of approach and yeah. the players from the Curragh game I was at in Dunsany, um, they have an approach, they have a style of play, they're all playing within a system. And I think O'Mahony's will be hard bet this year. I know we talked about St Peter's and Boyne and Dunmore Ashburn. I think the O'Mahony's will definitely be there to count, as always. Yeah, well, he, he is the well organised. We played them in the uh, league the other night, which doubles, doubles up as the Seamus Heaney Memorial yeah. Cup. And, uh, you know, he had them so well organised and, and they were all singing off the same hymn sheet. And, you know, the work rate. As you said, he's just such a calm, cool, collected mm. character on the sideline. He was calling players over, giving them instructions. And I, I think you're right. I think they're going to be very hard beaten this year. I don't see them winning the senior championship, mm. I won't lie. But I see... Oh, that, just call it uh, Simon St. Gales. No, 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 no. My nephew, my nephew plays, my nephew plays full back for, for, for Navin O'Matney's as well. I'd have great ties with Navin O'Matney's. And I do love seeing them doing well. Um, I, just, I just think that, you know... Kevin taking over this year he's going to steady the ship mm. and then move it on next year and the year Absolutely, after yeah. and that's what I can see happening with them at the moment I think they did well in the under 17 and under 19 last year and the year before which is obviously good because I said some of the underage I think it was only 4 or 5 years ago maybe actually sooner that 
Navarro McInnes and Simonson actually didn't feel in the game against yeah, each other that's right. at minor level, yeah. which is something that would have been unheard of. But now we've come back to the, they're putting in all the effort at juvenile, like they have their, their games motion officers in schools and they're definitely coming back to kind of supremacy the Navarro clubs, which is great for the county. Yeah, absolutely. You need you need you need the big towns yeah. uh, producing good footballers as yeah. well, as well as the the, the, the yeah. smaller villages and towns yeah. as well, to to really make your mid team mm. as strong as possible. And, so. and another, I think, uh, dark, not, so maybe not such a dark horse, but the Gail Colin Kill in that group. Oh yeah, like they've got Absolutely. two semi-finals and they they had a good win against Summerhill in the first round. Top they were of the league at the yeah, moment. They were beaten by Nafina here in the championship, but they played. Terrible for their standards. Like yeah. they've set a high standard. You said they're in the league. They bet screen there last night. So they definitely they have a, they have a high standard. And they want to come looking for the Keegan as yeah. well. And there's a lot of hungry teams at the minute. Yeah, and so especially when you said all the points they're nearly yeah. the same. So. All the no, all them nearly on the same. But there's only there's two points separating top and bottom mm. of that group. Like so, it's gonna it's gonna be a group to watch now come the end of July. And then in Group C, uh, you have Saint Column Kills. They're on four points. What a what a, uh, uh, a season they're having, you know, in fairness. Like last year, struggled to get points on the mm. board. Very unlucky St. Colin Kills last year. Losing a couple of championship games by a point here and there. This year, they've turned it around. They've played two, won two. And uh, Des Lane and uh, the lads over there are, are flying at the moment. In second place is Rathoth. Third place is Wolf Tones on two points. And Rakenny are also on two points with St. Pat's with one point. They drew with Rathoth in the first round of the championship in Dunhamore Ashburn. Um, a game that Rotote really threw away. But Rotote are going to come good in this championship as well. And and that there is going to be a tough group. Absolutely. As I said, like St. Column Kills, Rotote, the two dominating forces of juvenile football the last 10 years, they have so much players available for selection. Like the St. Column Kills in fairness them have put so much effort in and their senior team now has, like they got to the All-Ireland Intermediate Final which they lost to Westport. Only probably Lee Keegan's club, like it was it's very hard to beat yeah, a yeah. team with a, with a player of that standard. But they're really showing a, a really positive attitude, and Des like Jude McNabb there with him, one of the selectors, right. and like he's been involved with the juvenile team, they're the under fourteen team that actually won every single league and cup available from under eleven to fourteen with that team. So like that's the kind of kind of standard they're bringing to the club. They won their first ever minor championship here. Was it last year before with the Banty Conlon? That's right, yeah. So it's just showing that that's a club very much on the way up. Absolutely. The yeah. same with Rotot, like Rotot have been producing uh, hurling and football teams, getting to finals at every level. And their team has got a lot of names that involve the county teams. And the, the first day out, I think they just they reacted poorly when they were under pressure, and they just made That's some right. poor decisions, and just landed up that they just kept conceding ground. And it just it just kind of a game that if there was like American football, they would have called time out, and they just would have just copped onto themselves but they just didn't get the chance to get there you have to give Simpats a lot of credit as well yeah. because Simpats just never give up in that game no. and in the second half brought a, a ferocity and a, and a toughness to the game Absolutely, that Rathoth yeah. weren't able to uh, well they, physically they were able to match it mm. but they weren't mentally able to match it they they, they gave away some silly freeze uh, yeah. where, where they had the ball in possession themselves but it was it was their own undoing it was their own mental undoing because Absolutely, I think they yeah. thought this game should be over What what's happening here but that'll show you how tight that that, that group is going to be and absolutely like the Rotot team on paper should have won that game convincingly yeah and maybe see, maybe this is the fallacy of like kind of uh, the mental side of the game maybe they thought that going in and maybe that was an undoing for them that they thought they led by, by the, 10 points in that yeah, game and I know Dunham Ashburn is probably they probably they can't wait for the houses to go up around it. It's always been a kind of a windy <laughs> yeah. thing, and sometimes maybe the wind does have an effect. But 
it shouldn't affect the game that much. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is that Rotot played with the wind uh, in the second half. They should have. Uh, should have. And, and St Pat's played with it in the first half. St Pat's were down by ten points at half time, and against the wind in the second yeah. half. And I think yeah. a lot of the, I think both teams probably struggled. With well, struggled, but they, a lot the of the short passing. I think, yeah. and I think teams now actually are the sometimes playing against the wind is suiting the style of play yeah. that they're able to work the ball through the hands. And the team with the wind is thinking, oh, I'll just kick the ball and I'll ping the corners and it'll work out for me. And it doesn't seem it doesn't. to work out as often as it doesn't. Like, but I think we're told they're definitely another one to go with them buying Dunamore, O'Matney's, St. Column Kills. It'll be an interesting group, especially like maybe the Wolf Tones as well. They don't be written off. Like they've got no, a, a pedigree in the not. last And you know, years they went that. to the semi final last year yeah. and, and, and are playing very well as well this year. It's going to be a very interesting championship. You know, you've got uh, the holders, Simonstown, going for three in a row. Um, and then, you know, as we've said, we've got a multitude of teams that have upped their game really a, a lot in the last uh, year to try and push and take that uh, crown off Simonstown so it's going to be a wide open championship uh, when we come back to it uh, at the end of July so moving on now we're going to go to the Mead Potato uh, um, Intermediate and uh, in Group A we have Ballinabracky sitting on 4 points Nobber on 3 points Trim on 2 points St Dalton's on 2 St Michael's on 1 and Waterstown on 0 points and just looking at that group you look at Trim and Waterstown, two of the, you know, going back to the 80s and 90s and maybe the early 2000s, two of the biggest clubs in Mead when it came to uh, stature and, and to history and to see them in division, in, in, in the middle division and intermediate, it's just, and, and to see them not being top of their group, it's a bit daunting. It's just, it comes back to the kind of the shift of power that kind of gone over to East Mead, like they'd be traditional kind of senior stalwarts, but it's just not as easy now when some of the smaller clubs of, of old are now big towns and they're pushing and maybe Walton just didn't maybe took foot off the pedal at juvenile level or what what they did wrong over the years but it's definitely troubling for them they want to get back to senior football yeah. like the blacks like they, they're mad to get back and relive the glory days when they won Leinster's and I mean it's just a, it's an unfortunate one that they're just not in there for themselves like they always, they'd always have a fine tradition and they really would want to get back to senior football. And a bit of a, a bit of a word there for Ballinabracky sitting on top of the table with four points from two games, you know. Um, they play, well. well, they played a game here in Navan, and they were quite impressive. Like uh, Quinn and Carroll and a few of the lads, they're, they're brilliant, kind of moving the ball. Like they really just get on with it. They're pushing it. Like um, Chris O'Connor, yeah. uh, Nicky Judge. Like these lads are good footballers. Yeah. Like, and they definitely they were in the was it the semi final the quarter final last year and the semi final year previous. That's right, yeah. And they actually I ref them two years ago myself St Colum Kills and Ballinabracky in Bective, and I think St Colum Kills only won by a point or two. So just shows the Ballinabracky are not that far off the pace. Absolutely not, and they'll definitely be gunning for an intermediate. But there's another two groups to to go through. We've got the next group, Group B. Longwood are sitting on four points. Mead Hill on three points. Dundry on two. Sidden on two. Kilmainham on one and Drumbarra on zero. But uh, Longwood, uh, I saw them here against Dundery, sitting there on four points from two games. And uh, a game that Dundery looked to have in control early on, Longwood just took control of the game late in the first half and never looked back. And, uh, you know, Mickey Burke uh, was outstanding for them that day. He was lined out at number 14 but playing as a midfielder. Yeah. And uh, he did most of the scoring. I think he scored 1 6 that yeah, day or something like that. He was flying at Mickey Burke. Some lads give him stick with the county team, like he doesn't do enough and he just seems to be kind of running up and down the field. But if anyone, especially in the club football, 
he really takes the bull by the horns and he gets involved in every facet of play. Like his scoring ability, like maybe something Andy could maybe encourage him to kick a few himself <laughs> over again Longford. Maybe that's one the, the master plan behind the scene, but but he's really good. You heard and, here first, yeah. Mickey, Burke, Mickey Burke is lined out at 14 against Longford. Maybe so, maybe it's just for the crack, see what I was thinking. We've no, no team news yet, but Owen Lynch was very good. Damo Healy, the hurler. Yeah, like, yeah. Just Longford from relegation last year. I think they're a team maybe... 13, 13 of their starting 15 are also hurlers. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to say that it's, <laughs> it's a... I remember last year in Dunsany there was a game and there was a, a North Mead club and I remember the manager was talking to his players and he said maybe in some colourful language that he hated playing them hurling players because they were just tough footballers, he said. And so <laughs> it's, it's just... And it's not that they didn't give an inch and they really, no, no, they really pushed no. on and even... Uh, uh, Dundry might have been aided by a, an interesting referee decision with a penalty yeah, that yeah. didn't thankfully change the result. But but it was it was funny how it didn't nothing like nothing could stop Longwood that no there was just, nothing absolutely nothing. And Paddy Canelli who had a fantastic first half yeah. lorded the game in the first half. Second half they came to grips with him. Um, they put a man marker on him and told the the guy marking him just don't let him catch the yeah. ball. Just don't let him catch the ball because Paddy was catching the ball in the first half. Catching it mid-stride, yeah. running on then and taking on the Longwood defence. But Longwood never gave up and, and, and they're going to be hard beaten in this intermediate championship. They're just tough and even like Dundry, lovely inside forwards, Stephen yeah. Coogan and that. Yeah, and yeah. He played well and just, they were rattling up scores. But just Longwood has brought a tenacity and it's just something that they couldn't be stopped. They wanted it more. I know it's kind of cliched to say, but if you were here and watched the, watched the attitude, it was just gung-ho from the first ball in. They just wanted to win the game. Yeah. nothing was going to stop them and this is Mickey Burke as you know is a passionate GM and loves playing for his county loves playing for his club he really brought an intensity from that number 14 midfield role and he just wanted to win and yeah. they did and that's you applaud a team that really goes there after such a poor year last year like. yeah and, they, and, and that was that was their first game they went on and won their second game so they're sitting at the top of the group B in group C you've got Dunamore Ashburn's second team and they're sitting on four points with two wins from two uh, Old Castle and Bective Ballinlock and Delique Bellius Town are all on two points below and Castletown are sitting at the bottom of that table on zero. But um, Old Castle, who would have been a lot of people's favourites last year for the Intermediate Championship, Bective, who come up from junior the year before last, yeah, 2016, um, you know, they're giving, giving a good um, account of themselves so far in Intermediate. They're going to build and they will yeah. probably win an Intermediate in the next few years. But uh, looking at Dunham or Ashburn, you know, their second, their first team sitting at the top of the group in senior, and their second team sitting on the top of the group in intermediate. That's a phenomenal feat for a club uh, in, in in any county, never mind in Mead. Absolutely, and it just shows testament to their their staying power and their development of the players. They've put in four league teams, I think, for the last few years, like with their A League and three B League teams. They've always kind of championed get lads getting games, you know, from playing against them and watching games with their second year, like. They're really they're development panels for senior. Like they want to they want to win the intermediate, and it'll be very hard to stop them doing that. I don't think they'll have the staying power in the championship because you know yourself with the system. Yeah. Someone will get injured, and especially with the championship team, on so and long, they'll, they'll move up a player who who's quite imperative to that. Yeah. but then team. they have a strong junior team in that too. So I don't think the intermediate will be weakened so badly, and it's, it just shows you again it's it's maybe something that's going to happen in mid football where these towns are going to continue to grow and. Maybe there will be new clubs in certain areas, and like over in the the later in Bettysonary, there's something like twenty eight thousand people, and the South Drogheda, and there's only one club facilitating yeah. them. While in Avon, what there's thirty five thousand, there's three clubs. Yeah. So I think maybe that's something that'll happen in the future. And what kind of a headache would it be for you and the county board if Dunmore Ashburn were to win the intermediate and have two senior teams? <laughs> well, see, I don't, I don't think by rule they're allowed to have two. I don't think, you're allowed, to, no, I don't think but they're allowed to. 
the only thing is they'll be in the intermediate again the following yeah. year. And I said like the year, the year they went up, I think they went up as losing junior finalists. I think there was two teams went up. I'm not sure who won. It was either Kilmainamon or Barra. I'm not sure which team it was. But they went up as losing junior junior finalists. And ever since then they've been quite steady, getting the quarter finals. And again, maybe it's the nature of our championship where three teams will go up that it uh, allows for that. Yeah. But again, they're a strong, strong club, a lot of members that are interested in playing Gaelic football and it's hopefully going to go well for them. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting uh, intermediate championship as well. We're going to quickly move on here to the junior championship sponsored by uh, Chatham Terrick on the Trim Road. Um, and in group, uh, in group A, sorry, we've got three teams all sitting on four points. Um, St. Bridget's, Ross and Myla and then Clannard, uh, Clannagale and Drumcondred are all sitting on zero points at the bottom of the table but um, Ross, St. Bridget's and Myla all flying at the moment um, I know Ross are flying in the league as well at the moment so um, it, it, could this be Ross's year? I think it wasn't it last year they lost out in the in the junior final was it? Uh, last year Myla yeah Myla yeah, bet or lost to meet Hill in the final yeah. last year and I said Milo, Milo, only for maybe some age and legs in the team. They they were like I refed them in the quarter final last year against the Walton second team, and geez, they they were quite a sturdy. And like Turbo, Turbo's must be playing in the middle of the field for about a hundred years for Milo. <laughs> but you just see he goes up and down the field, and uh, Joe Million and some of these lads, and they're just great club footballers. And it's probably unfortunate that they couldn't get a championship medal maybe last year. But Mead Hill were quite deserving winners last year, and Absolutely, showed it, yeah. a great a great uh, run and appetite in, in, to win, and they're yeah. some great team, but. Really and truly, I think the junior for the last few years has been very open. Only for we said two or three years ago when Curaha went up, Curaha were probably the best team in it. And then, of course, beating me on lads and Dunsany, and then Bechtov were definitely the next best team on paper, and they won it. Yeah. So, so is it Moyla's turn? Is that what you well, think? I, from last year, you wouldn't have the bookies never would have put them in the top two or three, but just so the junior, it's very even, mm-hmm. especially with the way the system works now, where the second teams are put in Group C that the first teams play each other in the group stages I think is a great thing yeah. and they just very hard to beat like they're, they're junior clubs and they're, they're mad to win but they're small clubs in general and it's the kind of the bare bones the 20-25 lads who are going out to win the game and never know from year to year who's going to be strong and lads emigrate from all these rural areas and it's like for example uh, Clonagale a lot of people would have said when they came down from intermediate they'd go straight back up and they've That's got true. no win yeah. in the, they've got no win in this group so it's interesting that you can never guarantee in junior football. And looking at Group B, you've got Beliver sitting on top of four points. Then you've got Minalty and uh, St. Vincent's both on three points. Dunsany are on two. And Kilmain and Mud and Courtown both on zero points. And um, Beliver, you know, could they could they be the ones to, to push on this year and 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 I suppose contest it with uh, Moyla maybe? In a yeah, I think definitely Beliver had a very convincing win against Courtown. They've come down from the intermediate and... Beliver a very strong football club yeah. and I think they're going to be very hard stopped if you had to pick a, a favourite early on Beliver would be quite strong just a shout out to my own lads in Dunsany the first day against Courtown had a very kind of dogged win out in Dungani against them but just didn't get off the, the ground at all against St Vincent's Arcat to bet them in the last round like I know our lads in Dunsany would be mad to get back to the two years ago sorry the last year they got bet in the preliminary quarter final but the two years previous to that both got to the county final so yeah. The lads don't say to be mad to get back with new manager Dennis O'Shea from Manalvi. So and and it's going to be the, when the next round of the championship yeah. comes out as well. We're talking the end of July maybe. Mm. Um, 
it's going to be quite different to the football that was played in April because April was more like, you know, November yeah. or, or January. In, so Siberia. Was, in, in Siberia. In Siberia. <laughs> With the, the rain that fell, the pitches were heavy. Yeah. You know, uh, you, as you said, that game yeah. was played in Dungani yeah. because uh, obviously the pitches weren't pitches played. Weren't up to it, yeah. And uh, so it's going to be completely different football when we get to July. I think, and the players will obviously love that. that everyone wants to play in Pert Ulchin, as I said, perfect surface, sun's in the stones. And thankfully, our club grounds will be well recovered by then. And it's definitely going to be a different ball game. Like, like that's kind of the nature of our championship, where you have to peak at three different times, or four different time. times. Yeah. It depends on. Yeah, and if you get injured, you might miss two games early on, but you come back and you're trying to fight for. A I space love the way you say it's unique, or it's uh, you know, it's the it's it's the the niceness about our championship. <laughs> a lot of people would say having to peak three times in one year is is not quite is, ideal. Yeah, but but I would have said peaking once and do me <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get out of the bed peaking. <laughs> but yeah, that's well. I know from from advocating, I would have been a very strong advocate for championship change this year, yeah. county board level. And, the clubs were asked the question and they said they didn't want to change so that's it you know unless you get a better we get a better uh, question to ask them they're going to say no again so but certain players come out publicly and said they didn't want change some said they did and uh, unfortunately the way it has to be changed with majority it's very hard to Just change things when um, and it was uh, and the proposals that were they were putting together were absolutely brilliant i yeah. thought and it just got scuppered by a couple of uh, people who probably got the the vote to swing the other way, Absolutely. so it's it's unfortunate. But again, we better go back to here to to the Group C. Um, we can peak again at some other stage we, we, of that we'll conversation. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to peak on that one again, is right. Um, maybe later around the middle of the summer. Um, group C sees all the the uh, second teams, as you said already, from from the clubs: St Peter's and Boyne, Gale, Columkill, Wolf Tone, Screen, Centralstown, and Shockland, Summerhill, and O'Mahony's. Um, St Peter's and Boyne always very strong. Uh, at this level and they're leading that uh, with four points from two games and Gail Column Kill right behind them on three points with the Tones on two points so that's again that is a very very strong uh, Group C with all those second teams mm. in there and you'd imagine that St Peter's and Bynum come out of that one yeah, well, They've been very strong the last few years and it's again it's kind of player management for them they want obviously to win the Senior Championship they have a panel at that but like if a fella gets injured, a player will go up. But they're trying to reduce that as much as possible. And like St. Peter's want to win a junior championship. They want to win it because they believe again. Like Dunham or Ashburn, if their second team players are in intermediate football, they're producing a higher standard. They kind of it's like a little academy for themselves and it's going to keep producing better, better footballers yeah. for them. So I think it's interesting like none of the none of the first teams will want to play any of them strong second teams Absolutely. in the quarter final, but that's just the nation championship. They're gonna come out and then you hope the like if it does any or a miler or or uh, Beliver will be strong enough to beat a second team. Yeah, but if at not, that stage. And the second team will win fair and square. Like, that's the way it's set up at the moment. So. Exactly, and at that stage, they should have used all their players that they're going to use with the senior championship. So we're going to just move it on there now. Uh, we're going to move it on to... Uh, we've dealt with the, the, the club championship there now. So we're going to move it on to have a quick look over the John West, Fela Pell and um, The launch has taken place this week. It's been uh, co-hosted by Mead, Down and Loud at the end of June the last weekend in June um, and uh, Kieran, uh, the launch when is that taking place? Well we're t- Tuesday night now in uh, the Crown Plaza Hotel in Dundalk at half seven so word has got out to all the clubs we're, we're hoping to get at least two adults and three or four kids up to it from each participating club I said it's it's a massive operation like I'm secretary of the local committee myself for it and we've uh, 144 boys teams participating Brilliant. and we've uh, 112 girls teams participating so from every every inch of the county, from Ballinabracky to Belfast, 
or even up as far as Tully Lish, right up on the top of down. Like it's it's a fair stretch. We're gonna have all referees, all administrators need it. Like all local businesses, like the boom to the economy in the local area is, is worth hundreds of thousands. Like every B and B is booked. All the businesses, every catering company from here to Timbuktu is booked for it. And Brilliant. It's going to be like uh, the Uktaran coming to scale. speaking tomorrow night, John Horn. And there'll be a lot of anticipation to see what he says. Like he's always been a strong advocate for Fela, uh, being a post filed the post primaries himself. And I think it's just it's starting to pick up pace. As he said, it's on the last weekend of June. And like clubs are starting to realise now, like we're getting our guard the vetting done, we're getting our prep work done. It's now starting to get the gear is coming in. And yeah. I saw a lot of Fela cycles and a lot of different fundraisers on. And it's just had like an anticipation is building up, and I said we're 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 hoping like like the failure was last year ninety two, and ninety one like so it's mm-hmm. over 26, 27 years ago, so we want to make a good show of ourselves in the county like it's a massive massive chance for us to promote GA in the county, like I said like the whole town of Navan and Kells and Drogheda and everywhere in Dundalk will be jammers with Gaelic games and that's what we want and the John West failure is brilliant for that because like. It just promotes the GA in its best light. Yeah, and, and the thing Fun, about it is, like, it's, it's, it's imperative to the GA as well to be looking after the, the, the grassroots, the next generation of yeah. footballers to come through. Because you look at any other sports, you look at the soccers, you look at the rugbies, you look at the tennis, all that, all of the youth are really well looked after. Yeah. And it's, I think it's something that maybe the GA kind of just didn't focus enough on yeah. over the last maybe 30 years, but they're starting to realise it now is that without youth coming through mm. you don't have a senior team at the end of Absolutely, it so yeah. there, uh, there, there's huge work I've, I've seen all the emails and I've seen all the work that you have been doing and it's uh, it looks like it's going to be a wonderful wonderful occasion here um, in Mead, Loud and in Down yeah. um, for, to, to host the failure. Absolutely and like I just encourage anyone that's listening to get onto your club and say how can I get involved like it's a great opportunity to recruit volunteers and to maybe be that volunteer that you, like a lot of times like I've Enjoys it for the last few years trying to like get a fella come to me, like, just I wouldn't mind doing a bit of reffing or doing a bit of this. And I said, like, the mental lads are recruited to the Cushion Oak Committee, just kind of talking to them and said, oh, maybe you'll do that next year for me. And all of a sudden they had a job and they were, yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't, and then they're enjoying it since. Like, you know, it's a great opportunity to get involved with your club and promote your club to the highest order. Like, yeah. be, be the one that gets to parade the team down the town, maybe, or have the local barbecue, invite everyone, not just, it's not just the GA members, it's your whole community that's invited to this. Yeah. That's the whole idea of the John West Vale, the Pelinog, is that it's community, it's fun, it's about bringing visitors over to your area, hosting them in the best manner, playing games for the fun of it, and having a bit of competition. Yeah, yeah, and showcasing your your, your your community to these people yeah, that like, you're going people to People are going to come, and I was lucky myself, I got to go to the Fail of Hurland twice with Clemesson, when I was 13 and 14, and we went down to Ahada, and we went down to uh, Bally, Bally Hayes, I think it was, I don't remember the other name of it, and uh, the, the crack we had was unreal, and it's just so much fun to go down with your own mates on a bus. So if you think about that, them boys are coming to us and them girls. Like they're going to never forget it. And the amount of famous people like uh, Mike Frank Russell from Kerry Excellent. actually won the fail here in 92 at Lawn Rangers from, from Kerry. And they actually won the fail again. They're coming back. So, oh, brilliant. so they'll be looking to win Division 1. And Mike Frank Russell is actually managing the team this year. So... There's a great bit of history involved with that. Like. Yeah, and of course, uh, our own Graham Garrity, I'm sure he's oh, going yeah. to be involved. Yeah, Graham, involved. and we have like even Stacey Grimes from session with the ladies, and Benny Coulter from Down, Connor Lafferty is with his own club in Kilclu, and there's just so many people coming back, because people realise the fail is really important. Yeah. It, it says it's one of the best, it's the pinnacle of an under-14 kind of football career, but it's not, it's not about that elite participation or competition, it's actually getting players together, your panel at 24, and just enjoying weekend, and making friends, and that's what the G is ultimately about. It is indeed. It's community-based fun, and, and we're we're promoting. We're delighted to have it here, and 
we're just grateful for all our supporters and sponsors so far. So anybody who's listening in, uh, if you do want to get involved, get in contact with your club um, or get in contact with Kieran, the PRO yeah. of the MEGA, um, because it's going to be all hands on deck come the last weekend in June. Everybody who can help out, do get involved with your club or get involved with the Mead County Board because it does, uh, it is going to be a fantastic weekend of uh, of underage football and uh, you know community based events. So we're going to move it on now uh, as well. We're, we're short on time here now, so we're going to have a look at uh, an upcoming Mead fundraiser. There are many fundraisers coming up, but this one in particular is uh, it's going to grab the attention of a lot of people. Kieran, if you want to just give us a, a rundown of what's happening with Absolutely. this fundraiser. Absolutely. So obviously we're here in a. Not so we said not so warm uh, part also here on the Monday evening, <laughs> yeah. but tonight in Dumcondra at the county board meeting, we'll be announcing a major fundraiser. So you'll be able to go on our social media now tonight when this is released or tomorrow when it's released and see all the details of what we're doing. So basically, we're launching a major fundraiser, which is a house draw. On basically for three years, there'll be a house drawn each individual year. So that's three houses in three years, and basically the tickets will be a hundred euro, and the draw will be capped. It'll be approximately ten thousand tickets. So you've got is that ten thousand tickets per year? Yes, per yeah, year. So, so it's a house. Yes, yeah, so one, one house draw each year yeah, for three years. Yeah, the ticket is a hundred euro yeah, for year, one yeah. draw, yeah. and then if you want to go again, it's a hundred euro. Absolutely, and we're but working on a you're deal. You're working on a deal on for a deal all three draws. Someone wants to buy all three. And Brilliant. Like the, like everyone, it's quite documented in the media, like the crisis in homes and all this kind of stuff, and the amount of people that queued up for houses there in Dublin fifteen. They're only recently mm-hmm. looking for a home. Like so, this is something like. We're not targeting our own clubs in this. Like there, there'll be no actual mandate mandated to actually sell them. It'll be all incentivised that actually, if you sell tickets as a club, you'll make money on them. It won't all be for the county board. It'll be for our clubs, yep. which essentially is our county board, is our clubs. And uh, basically, we're encouraging all our members, especially in the mid diaspora, all around the world. These will be online. You can buy these tickets. We're going to encourage everyone. You know, buy a house, buy a ticket for the house. Like you know, the, the amount of people that we're hoping will look in. And you saw like. Um, Termin Fecken would have said, uh, "Buy right, a Fecken yeah. house." Buy a Fecken house. Was, yeah. It's doing great rounds, and it's something we're hoping that'll will do well for our county. Like we're trying, as you know, to renovate the stand here, and amongst other things, like it costs a lot of money to run county teams now, and to run development squads, and yeah. pay for their gear, pay for their catering, all this kind of stuff, and just develop our club school links and all these different things. And we want this draw to be successful. So when the details are released tonight, and you'll see them tomorrow and during the week, please spread them around. And just get selling, like, and just promote it as much as you can. Because every, every cent that we earn is going to go back to our players and our, our county. Yeah, it's going to be a massive, massive fundraiser. And the fact that they're doing three of them over the course of three years is going to be brilliant as well. Um, and, and of course, you know, with the way prices of houses are going at the moment, you know, if you won one and you were in for the next three years, if you buy your ticket early and you're, yeah. you know, that those houses are going to only uh, gain in value. So it's, a, it's going to be a ma- magnificent draw, a magnificent fundraiser that's going to help the redevelopment of Park Tall. It's going to help with the development squads. It's going to help with the county team. It's going to help with the day-to-day running Absolutely. of the county board. And uh, it's a wonderful initiative by uh, all and the Mead County Board Committee. I suppose we're going to run and have a quick look now at uh, a couple of uh, other of the other Mead teams. The Mead Hurlers, they've been playing in the Joe McDonough Cup. Um, and uh, they're not going so well. They've played three and lost three. Um, two of the teams 
that they well one of the teams that they lost it was Antrim um, and Antrim who they bought, bet three times in the last two years mm. in championship came out with a convincing win so it's been tough times for this mid team mid team and they lost also to Carlo last weekend and to Westmead the weekend beforehand so it, is, is there anything that we can pinpoint that that's made them I suppose go back a little bit from last year or the year before I think in fairness the, the work the lads are doing is sublime it's, oh, I've seen I think it it's unbelievable it's just uh, the standard is just, uh, it's, it's, just not so it's just simple as that we, we, we won a Christy ring one and a half times or two times or whatever you want to look at it uh, the only thing unfortunately the, that Antrim team we played here in Navan is not the same Antrim team the Christy ring a lot of their senior hurlers have played Lockheed Shamrocks and Cushion Dahl all came back to the squad so right. like said, Nigel Elliott and these lads here Johnson are just a different level like real senior inter-county hurling standard and we played Westmead and we played Carlo and just we nearly we rattled Carlo. We were very close there on Saturday. It's just it's just a level that we're trying to get up to. Yeah, it's very hard to attain that. It's 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 a it's quite a relentless group and the bottom team is going to be relegated. There's no playoff, no nothing, and the second last team is going to be in a playoff against the Christering winner. So. We need to do some damage against Kerry and Leash. I was just going to say, our, our last two games. games are going to be against Kerry and Leash, but they're two home games. Yeah. The other three games have been away. Um, Kerry, who beat us, I think, already this year in the league, was the it? Better stone in Austin Sack Park. Yeah. yeah, and then Leash, who, you know, have great pedigree as hurlers yeah. over the last uh, 30, 40 years, yeah. you know, um, down playing Joe McTonough Cup, where they don't want to be, yeah. but they're going to be, you know, they, they're still beatable. They've only got one win from two, three games. Absolutely. Like, our lads are... Really put in such an effort, with the, especially with the two Kilkenny lads, uh, with Michael Cavan and Martin Comerford, yeah. like, and Nick Fisher, like they brought such a professionalism to the squad this year, and they really are just trying to improve every week. As I said, it, when it is, it is such a relentless thing, and there's no kind of margin for error. Like when you're bet, you're bet. So you see it there with the Munster Championship there at the weekend and the Leinster Hurling Championships. Like it's the round robin. I think they're going to be great for hurling. I think it's it's something that the footballers maybe going to turn over at the end of the year and look and say maybe that's something that we can end up doing. Yeah. But the Joe McDonough, like our meetings, we're trying to get up there and we're trying to promote the hurling, we're trying to do the best they can. It's just it's a very difficult level to be at. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. it's another step up. That's it. And, and we and, want to be there, and we have and, been there in the past. Exactly. So. so you know, and look, we wish Beating them Wexford all in the nineties and that boy the year before <laughs> the one right. Ireland. So it's a long time ago, but it's a long time ago. Is right. We can do it. Well, hopefully uh, they've got two games left, as we said, both home games against Kerry and Leash. So we do wish uh, for Cheryl and the Mead team, uh, Colm O'Malley, she's a uh, oh, yeah. great friend of the show. We, we we do wish him and all the lads the best, uh, best of luck in their last two games in the. So we quickly move on there to the Mead Minor uh, football team. Um, they are, uh, I think they're playing uh, this Wednesday. It's probably yeah. tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you get to listen to this. Uh, the 23rd. It's here in Park Talchin um, and it is against our uh, arch rivals, Dublin. Uh, Mead haven't beaten Westmead in the first round, as I said earlier on in the podcast, by 220 to 27. That was down in Mullingar. This Mead team beat Dublin as well last year in the under 70 or in yeah. the under 16s, was it? No, well, last year we won the special junior under 17 competition with many of the players like Key McBride and that who Matthew Costello yeah. had played on that team. So, like Joe Trainer's team now, they've the last few years have put massive, massive work into developing this side and did so well in the Jerry Riley tournament last year. And it's just a team that were the last few years our minor teams have been better. Like unfortunately you could say maybe ten years ago that we seem to be getting whipped a little bit at juvenile level and minor level. But we seem to be hitting a corner with our structures and developing squads and I think this team again hopefully is promoting some of the kind of values of like we're bringing a level of intensity to the games. Like the first half down in Mullingar, we weren't that far ahead of Westmead and it was kind of 
tit for tat. And the second half, though, they just come out and just kind of really went for the throat, got the scores. Like, we've got some great players on that team. Yeah. We just, like, we really encourage anyone to come to the game Wednesday at 7 o'clock in Paratolchen. Like, it really is worth seeing these young lads. Like, they're going to be playing loud and they're going to be playing awfully in the, the next two games they're on Robin. And I think uh, it's, just some, it's a team that we're hoping... You can drag a few lads out, obviously, for later years, but it's, we it's, want to win. We want to win Leinster. It's know? interesting because each each province has a different way of doing their uh, minor championship. You know, in the I, day. I was looking like I've I've been down at a few of the Ulster minor matches, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's it's a knockout. Yeah. But there's a re- there's a backdoor system, yeah. and then when you get to semi final. There's no, there's no uh, back door. So yeah. if you lose in a semi-final in, yeah. in Ulster, you're gone. Yeah. So a team could win all their games in the semi-final, lose, and then be gone. Whereas yeah. a team could have lost, the first round, yeah. win the semi-final, and then go to the final. And if they lose the Ulster final, yeah. they're still in the championship. Yeah. So you could lose twice. So And then you look at the Leinster championship, and it's done on a group basis. Yeah. So you've got a league basis. Mead, obviously, as we said, playing Dublin this Wednesday at 7 o'clock in Park Tolchin. They also will have to play Offaly, Wicklow, and our other neighbours, Louth, in that uh, group. Um, but it's a good, strong Mead team, and we, uh, we'd we be definitely looking to top that group, if not come second. Well, I said, like, the work has been put in by these lads, like, like I said, our development squads have been putting in great work at strength and conditioning. Like I've watched these lads, I've ref them before when they were younger in the 14, these development blitzes. And basically, uh, the the lads want to win and they're, they really are promoting, kind of, as we said, like traditional values, me Gaelic games. Like it's, the lads are kind of going back to some of the old values and you see from uh, their style of play, it's, it's, it's just different than what we've been bringing to the minor level. We just we're kind of trying to recapture some of the kind of fallen grace maybe we've had, and mm-hmm. I think it's just a team that you can follow. I think like the way they're organised, they're a very honest team. I think as a supporter, like that's ultimately what all of us are. Like we're administrators, we try to work for our county, but we're supporting the teams more than anything. Like I'd be here cheering on Wednesday night, and as I encourage everyone to come here, it's just going to be. It's always I always find the minor games great crack. There's something honest about kind of the younger lads going at it like yeah, that yeah, they, they, they to bring kind of a different aspect than senior football that's it they want to it's, it's all about getting the ball forward it's all about yeah. getting it getting the scores and taking the goal chances when they come yeah. and, um, you know uh, they were very exciting to watch last year and we really are hoping uh, that this team that, well uh, do you know what there's, there's great expectations for this yeah. minor team this year so as, as Kieran said get out here 7 o'clock on Wednesday come and support this minor football team we're going to move on to the minor hurlers they're in the Minor Hurling Championship Tier 2 um, and uh, they are sitting at the bottom of the table at the moment um, behind uh, Offaly Kildare and Antrim they've lost two from two um, it's been very unfortunate for them they lost to Offaly um, in the first round on the 12th of May and then they lost to Antrim last weekend by five points it was the Offaly one was the big big loss but uh, you know again they're making strides again uh, this hurling team this minor yeah. hurling team but it is going to take time Absolutely, Neely Cole from Ratton Lane. Well, he's a trim club and now he's living in the town for a long time. Uh, he's been training them lads since 14 as well. And again, there's a few great hurlers on that team. They've conversed with a few lads and Levy and a few lads that are very strong. And we'd hope that, uh, again, you want the goal of all these teams. Obviously, we want to win minor championships, we want to win Leinsters. But if we can have one or two of these lads, get them on an under 20s team, get them on a senior development panel. That's, that's what we want. That's what we want. Yeah. Like, like Mead have probably never had super success at underage 
Barlick maybe was it Garrity 92 wasn't it back when they won yeah, that there was, a, there was a couple of there was one or two minors and one or two under 21 teams yeah. that did quite well and but overall we've never had maybe year in year out success in yeah. minor but we've always managed to tr transition some major players from the juvenile structures into our senior panel and that's ultimately the goal of all these panels but I think the hurlers again our hurling in general has been making strides the fact that we're playing awfully is testament to our development like we might have got kind of beaten heavily enough in the finish up mm -hmm. but in the past we were playing Roscommon and Wicklow no disrespect to them counties as hurling teams but we were kind of beating them and we wanted to get up the levels Yeah. so all we can do we can we similarly to the to the senior hurling yeah, the team Joe. you need in the, in the McDonough Cup in the Joe McDonough Cup yeah. you need to be playing at a higher level to progress yourself Absolutely. as a hurler because so. we, we stagnated for a long time maybe at that level and we just want to get back same with the football we don't want to be like we don't want to be anywhere near Division Three or Four football. We want to be heading to Division One. Like we're obviously we're doing we're, we're holding our own Division Two, but we want to get back to Division One. We want to get back to Leinster finals, get back to All Ireland finals. That's the goal. Like me, the like although sometimes we might have waned in success recently, we've never waned in our kind of thirst and our kind of yeah, hunger, hunger to win. Like, yeah. And like we just want to get back there, and we want to, our footballers do well, our, our hurlers. Like maybe the the handballers have been taking all the success <laughs> recently. Not that we don't take that off them, but like that's that's when all the success has been coming from there. Yeah. So we want to get back up to the very top table and do well at these competitions. Yeah, and that's and the goal of everyone involved with the county board. And we're trying to get all of the teams to be. Absolutely, every single. We just want every level from from under fourteen in every club's goal games. We want everyone to be having from fun. From football to hurling to camogie to Absolutely, ladies the whole football lot of it. to to we, we just want to dominate. We want it with the whole time. <laughs> action want plan, master plan, or to take over the whole world. So. We want everything. Uh, cheers, Kieran. Look, it is true, though. They are doing huge work within the county board and on, on all levels to try and get all these teams to be participating at the highest level. Kieran, again, just uh, the tickets, they're available. We'll go back. We're just going to close up the show now. So the um, uh, tickets are available for the Mead game. You can get them where? So basically, you can get them online, meadga.tickets.e or at the GA.E website. You can get them down the road in Navin here in Jack Kiernan Shops, Trimgate Street, Navin. And you can get them in the selected Super Value and Centre stores. So again, get early, get the tickets, because we, like the stand is in massive capacity. If you want the stand tickets, get there early. And of course, the terrace tickets are there as well, if that's your choice. Absolutely, and don't forget you get the discount for getting Absolutely. them early. The game takes place uh, this Sunday. It's in Longford. It's in Glenham Brothers, Pierce Park, Longford. It's at 3pm. That's Mead against Longford. Uh, get out, get support in this team, and uh, get behind the boys in green. Uh, I want to thank Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO, for coming in on the show with me this week. Pleasure to have you, Kieran. It's a pleasure to be here now. It's a very enjoyable experience. And we'll be having them on again in the not-too-distant future. It wasn't so. too bad, so... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> you did enough to keep uh, to keep yourself uh, in the seat for another day. Yeah, I just said like I tried me. I was just there in the corner there, just just marked me man. Didn't do anything spectacular. Just held me on. <laughs> stopped him from yeah, scoring. Yeah, that was the main thing. Well, that I was spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so don't forget, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and remember, we are Mead. Why it matters more.